Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 81. Today's topic is BMF. We will be recapping season one episode what episode was this? Six? <laughs> Think for a minute. Episode six um, titled Strictly Business. So we only got two more to go because, you know, this season is only eight. So, damn, this is getting better and better. So I'm sure um, season two will be 10 episodes and even more stronger. This was a really fire episode. And I think we all can agree that Lamar has to go. <laughs> but before we get in and dissect this episode, do not forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice Reviews for um, Instagram. If you want to follow me on Facebook, that's Alicia Shanice. You can also follow my playlist. I've made them all public on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. All of my music playlists will pop up. They're all public on Spotify. And if you need to email me for any reason, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews. 13 at gmail.com. I'll try to get back on tonight because I want to finish up the snowfall. I know we probably won't finish before the weekend because I got really tied up yesterday. It was so busy and I'm a little bit behind schedule, but I wanted to uh, finish season three up. So tonight I, I know I will come back on at least for seven and eight. And if we can't get to episode nine and 10, I'll come back on Tuesday night and drop that. So on that note, let's talk BMF. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. So it opens, the story you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some of the names, characters, businesses, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes. But a lot of this shit may have actually happened. <laughs> we get the words of Big Meech himself. The ambition is getting money past the king of the D. I wanted it so when we spread our wings, we could go anywhere we wanted without being seen. In the words of Demetrius Big Meech Flannery, and we also see a picture of him and his mother. So it opens up and we see, you know, Meech is talking about how school was never for him. It shows, you know, you know, PE was his thing. It shows on how when you're cooking it up, sometimes you got to run from the police. So, you know, it kind of like go hand in hand on how it, the scene opened up. But it also goes to where we go to the River Rogue Market. Um, I'm sorry, the River Rouge Market. And, you know, Meech pulls up in his in his bins, gets out. We got the little young crew there. You know, you got the little young boy standing outside the store. We got our little, little man, little curly. <laughs> so he like, he like, hey, Meech, go in there and get me a 40. And he like, little nigga, a 40? No, I'm going to bring you back a pop. <laughs> so he goes in there to get little curly a 40. And I forgot little curly say he a big man. Now don't call him little, just curly. So he go in there and get curly and his crew a pop. 
And when he's in the store, we see Curly and them, they kind of look over and their eyes get big. And they're like, hey, we, we got to bounce. <laughs> so they peel off on their bikes. And when Meech comes back outside, his eyes get big. We hear that gap pull back. And we see motherfucking Candyman, a.k.a. the Boogeyman, a.k.a. the Terrorist, giving us Omar vibes from the motherfucking wire. <laughs> he got this long trench coat on with this big shotgun. Child. <laughs> he takes one shot and um, Meech drops the soda and it busts. And before Lamar can even do anything else, Hell, Meech, Meech was already on top of it. He had his bodyguards. They come out shooting back. Lamar take off running in that damn trench coat. And Meech like, hey, that's what you get, nigga. <laughs> Man, Lamar got to go. Seriously, all jokes aside, Lamar got to go. So um, <clears throat> after that, uh, we get into the next scene. And um, let me see. What happened after that scene? Oh, so we go to the cookhouse and we see the brothers. They're having another disagreement. You know, they always going back and forth. Terry always wants to do it his way. Meech always wants to do it his way. And Terry, he wants to stay with the, with the normal system. He wants to cook it up, distribute it like they always do to the crew. Meech is thinking bigger. He's thinking wholesale. He wants to do, he wants to break everything up in halves, quarters. He got Tiny from the 12th Street crew. He wants to buy a brick. He also is going to connect him with one of his cousins who is a connect on the north side. So they're kind of going back and forth and, you know, doing a thing. We also see um, Terry has not seen Mama Lucille because she's been locked in her room because Meech asked, you know, how she holding up. And he like, I don't know. And technically, I ain't even trying to talk to her right now because he can't really face them. You know, all this time he's been playing it like he's the good one and all of that. And they got a wake up call last week on the last episode. So we go into the next scene and we go to the record store and we see Meech. He didn't bought the record store. So <clears throat> the girl who works in there. And we all had a record store back in the day in every neighborhood. In my hometown, we had one. Um, it was called Nick's. So, and then we had another one. So what was that one called? Music Planet. But these record stores used to be popping back in the day before all the streaming. And, you know, before we had the bootleg DVD man selling out, you know, outside in every corner store and in Kroger parking lot. <laughs> we had the record store, man. And the record store was the shit. So, Meechan bought the record store, and a girl who works in there, she kind of points over there. It's a Q. He is Tiny's cousin from the Northwest. And, you know, him and Meech, they kind of go back and forth talking about the business. And he tells them, like, you know, it's a word out on you right now. You want loyal to your last plug, which is Pat. So, Pat probably putting bad words out in the street as well. Because, you know, one thing about the streets, the word travels fast. <clears throat> and, um... <clears throat> You know, he tells him, like, look, you, you're still a little youngin'. You know, I'm not saying that I won't never work for you, but as of right now, it ain't happening. So, you know, Meech ain't really too happy about that. It goes over to the next scene. And over at Terry's school, he is 
kind of brown nosing the teacher. Him and his teacher has a, have a very special connection. Remember, he came to the bowling alley after Terry was shot, gave him his missing assignments. Like, he is always looking out for Terry. He was the same teacher when they got to fighting on the first episode with him and Kwame. And we ain't seen Kwame since Meech repped, repped his ass up in the car that day. <laughs> we ain't seen no of our boy Kwame. But, um, you know, he's asking him about this college seminar that they have coming. Terry is very intelligent, very smart. Um, even in real life, he was always the brains of this operation. And, uh, you know, the teacher is like, what's going on with you? You have not been the same since everything happened. Like, what's going on with you? And plus, this is only for juniors and seniors. So I can't even get you in. So that just shows you the the level he was on at such a young age. He wasn't even in the 11th or 12th grade. Terry probably was in the 9th or the 10th grade making all of this money. So, um, you know, when they do little dumb stuff, you know, they were kids. They were kids. And, um, but he ends up telling him, like, you know, he looks out for him. So he like, well, I can't get you in there. But what I can have you do, if you come and help me set up one of the guys who works for the colleges, he was my roommate. I'll go ahead and hook you guys up, you know, introduce you and you can kind of talk to him. So, you know, he looking out for him. When he um walks out, you know, his friend is kind of teasing him a little bit like, I don't even ask to do that. You know, they kind of teasing because, you know, Terry be kind of brown nosing a little bit. Everybody down from the parents to the teachers just think T is so innocent because it's the way how he carry himself and how intelligent he is. So as they're walking out kind of laughing, here come fucking Candyman, a.k.a. Boogeyman Lamar in that damn trench coat and that damn shotgun. <laughs> And he sees the bodyguard. So he like, shoot. So he takes off. You know, he don't take a shot. But after that, we go over to Mama Lucille's house. And while they're in there, we see, well, Meech is there. But we see in her room, she is not handling this well. She's just found out her baby boy, the one who they were rooting for to go to college, who's been bringing in these straight A's, is knee deep in the streets. And not only that, she heard everything they were talking about with the kidnapping, the burying of, you know, the dude, you know. Um, so it's just a lot to take in, you know, and it makes her feel like a failure as a parent. So she's in there looking at the pictures of when the boys were adolescents and she like where, you know, thinking like a mother would like, where did I go wrong? What did I do? And Meech comes in and he like, ma, you ain't been out your room. I got some food for you. We need to talk about this. And she like, boy, leave me alone. She throws the um, picture at the, at the door, kind of um, splatters and she's just not handling it well. Even little Nicole, like she ain't been in her room in days. So we see um, <clears throat> she is still, she's still trying and Meech is worried about her. So we go over to the Pentecostal church child. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we got pastor pimp. I mean, um, pastor Swift. He's in there. <laughs> And we see Tiny, he has been staying there. So, you know, Pastor Swift is trying to tell him, like, look, son, you can't be bringing these girls and this and there. And I got a church to protect. I got a big church to protect. <laughs> so, you know, Tiny kind of throws him some money. But, you know, Pastor, 
no, that's not enough. So he gives him some more money. So, you know, after he goes out there, we see Charles walking in with a bag of groceries. And now y'all seen all that money Pastor Swift just got. But he goes out there and tell pa- uh, Papa Charles, like, praise the Lord. You know, I ain't even got no money to give you for this. But we we, we appreciate it. And Charles like, no, I'm just doing my serving for God. You know, I don't need anything. But Pastor Swift, you know, all he had was $5 on him. So he handed Charles the $5. Charles took the $5 because that's all Pastor Swift had. <laughs> but while they're in there, here Meech comes in there. And as soon as uh, Charles see him, he kind of get nervous. Like, what's wrong? Um, and Meech tells him, like, it's mama. So they take off to the house. So Charles, when he gets there, he goes upstairs to talk to her, but she's still not even talking to him. So when he comes downstairs, he asks, like, what has her so upset? And Meech goes to answer, but he like, is your name Terry? Because he said, Terry, what has your mama so upset? Meech like, well, is your name Terry? So he kind of shuts him down and Terry confesses like she found out I've been selling drugs with Meech and his dad goes off like so y'all been bringing drugs in my house now this one Meech should have just shut the fuck up you know just stand stand down let your daddy just get his shit off and while he's telling him he like well pops you know no disrespect but you ain't been in here baby baby when he said that Charles was getting ready to wring that neck. It was about to be, you know how Pat hemmed him up last episode? It was about to be that, but 10 times worse because his dad has had it with him at this point. <laughs> his his dad has had it with him at this point. And Terry holds him back, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. But, you know, he they end up talking to him, telling him, like, you know, why don't y'all go to Ohio for a while you know, we got some people watching the house and his daddy is like, what have y'all done so bad where we got to leave this house I built? So it's just a lot going on with their family dynamic and Meech needs to stand down. He needs to stand down when it comes to disrespecting his pops. Uh, it, it just is what it is. So um, after that, we go into the next scene and we see Limpin' Slick Rick. Child, Slick is just limping. He ain't looking like the same Slick we met in the first or second episode. You know, he limping. He looking weak. He asking for photos. <laughs> and why he is doing that, um, as he's doing that, Lamar pulls up barking orders he like hey i need for y'all to go here we about to run down on the flintery boys and they like a tiny like uh bro that sound like a personal problem and lamar like didn't i just whoop you last week so he gets up in his face tiny pulls his gat out as he should they do what they should have done last week and you know lamar gets bad and then the crew they all pull out as they should this is they crew and it's time to kick this old nigga out. So this would have been a good time for Slick to join 12th Street and unify with them. But instead, he held Lamar down, which we'll get to that outcome in a minute. But when they walk in, 
Slick and well, no, they're going back and forth. And then Detective Brian, he pulls up at the right time. Detective Brian, he kind of gets out smirking like, did I interrupt something? He tells Slick to go somewhere and play while he talks to Lamar. And Lamar knows the drill. He kind of got to put his um, hands on the car. And he's like, I ain't been doing nothing. I'm a changed man. And Detective Brian like, Lamar, you stupid. You always been stupid. And being stupid will make you lose. So we see that they got a past history together. Of course they do. Um, Detective Bryant has been in law enforcement in Detroit for 20 some years. Lamar is much older than these boys and he has been in the streets for years. So they probably have touched bases many of times and we could tell um, Detective Bryant don't like him too much. So he up there lying, talking about his he had changed, man. And Detective Brown is not buying that. And he mentions all the bodies that's been getting caught up in the street. And he know it has a lot to do to being um, tied to Lamar. So <clears throat> we see Charles. He is trying to talk to Terry. He's trying to talk some sense into him. And you can tell Terry kind of wants to open up to his father. But he idolizes his big brother at the same time and he's in too deep. He is in too deep, but while they're talking, Meech walks in and it, they kind of, it, it turns the whole conversation another way. <laughs> Charles be looking so disgusted when he sees <laughs> Meech. I mean, of course he loves his son. He loves his family, but you know, I think he's just trying to save the rest of his family. And he already knows because a lot of people, they're not liking Charles's character, but Charles is just being true to form. You know, when you work your butt off and you try to do the right thing, try to protect your family, have them live in the right way, and you have a child that's all the way out there and you see whatever you say is not going to get through to them, you do want to probably try to save your other kids. So he's trying to get through to Terry. Terry has been going to school. He's he can get into a college with, you know, his intelligence. He has a baby girl, Nicole. So he's trying to protect his family. He's already not in the house. You know, his wife is depressed. So he's trying. But when he looks at Meech, he's just like, <laughs> you know. But he loves his son, Meech. He, of course, he loves his son, Meech. Um, but they go outside. And the first thing T say, I ain't tell Pops nothing. But, um... We um see that they start talking, and it's been a bad word put out on the street about their crew. And it's probably coming from Pat and then Lamar crazy ass probably putting stuff out too. And Terry wants to do it his way. And Meech is cool with that, but he don't want to do it with five bricks. And he tells him, like, you know, what you got to do is give B. Mickey a brick. And Terry like, what? What? The, what? what? Give. This nigga went missing. He went MIA right after I got shot and all this stuff. No. So he like, if I feel like I want to do it, I'll do it. Because at this point, Terry is the one who got to connect with Big L. So they they equal partners, him and Meech. So they kind of, you know, they don't agree about nothing. But at the end of the day, when it come down to it, it always go back from, from the womb to the tomb, nigga. So we go into the next scene. And we see Slick and Lamar. They go back to their spot. And Lamar is pissed. He is going off about he hate the fat nigga Tony. <laughs> Tiny, I mean, how he hate the fat nigga Tiny. How he hate the pretty light-skinned niggas with the bodyguard. 
And Slick tries to calm him down and talk some sense into him, like, hey, you know, he used this analogy, how you say it, when you when you cut somebody heat off, they can get a blanket when you do this. But when but when you cut their water off, they need that water. So he basically trying to calm him down and tell him, like, let's, you know, go after the Flannery boys. And, you know, you didn't work shit out with Monique before. You just got to, you know, calm down and you would get her back. So Lamar listens, but at the same time throws a threat at him because he's still pissed about him giving up the stash. But if you love Zoe so much, he said he was about to cut her head off. So you didn't. Child, Lamar was in the hospital for a reason. Um. Anyway, so he basically tells Slick, I'm going to take your advice, but if it don't work, your water going to get cut off. So we go into the next scene, and we see B, Mickey, and Kato. They is in there getting it on, going round for round, baby. You know, and Lamar, I mean, not Lamar, but B, Mickey, he was already feeling Kato. So the more she stay at his house, they be bumping and grinding back to back, waking up, bumping, laying down, bumping, getting it on, pillow talking. He is falling. He, 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 you know, he falling for Kato's slick ass and he going to start being a simp in a minute, but they kind of talking and when a knock at the door goes, they both get nervous. They see his teeth. She go hides in the back. And when Terry walk in, you know, he probably could smell the funk coming from, you know, <laughs> so he like, oh, nigga, put a shirt on your little bird chest. So he goes in there. And they kind of talk and he gives him one brick, but then he gives him two more to move. He like, look, I'm giving you a discount. You know, you do this and, you know, but Mickey still is ungrateful because he thinks he's on their level. And we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, they kind of talk and he like, all right, nigga, I'll move it. And when he walks out, Terry is not stupid. Terry sees that jacket. He sees Kato look. Little jacket. <laughs> and those jackets did used to be in the 80s. But he peeps that jacket. And if you can kind of peep out um each of each one of Terry's scenes, you see that his eyes is starting his eye is starting to get worse. So you can see him squinching more and more and more. So his eyesight is getting worse. But be um Kato come out after he closed that door and she's smiling from head to toe. Like we just got a promotion, huh? <sighs> Child. We go into the next scene. Lamar, the boogeyman, goes over to Mo's house. Monique is trying to get her house back in store. You know, she just came after a traumatic episode with her daughter being kidnapped. And then even when um Terry and Meech was talking about that. He was like, I told you we shouldn't have kidnapped his daughter. He like, we ain't kidnapped nobody. <laughs> I gave that little girl ice cream. <laughs> Nigga, that's still kidnapping. <laughs> but Monique just came after a traumatic, you know, thing happening to her and her daughter was kidnapped. So she ain't trying to hear nothing from Lamar. You know, she might have would have calmed down if you would have gave her much space. But we know he don't have it all. So he goes there and he is like, Mo, it wasn't my fault. I'm sorry. And he tries sweet talking for a minute. I'll give him that. But once she mentions like, look, I'm going to get a restraining order on your ass. 
Oh my God, baby. He flipped. He grabbed her neck, hitting it through them damn stones. Listen, them stone doors, those things hurt. And he was hemming her up. If he could have got through there, he probably would have killed Monique Hill. He was choking her, hemming her. And talking about, you got me out here looking like a crazy nigga. <laughs> looking? <laughs> looking, nigga? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was going, he was almost broke down that door. Until he seen in the window, baby girl Zoe was staring at him crying. Because Monique probably got so scared she ran to the back to call the police. And Zoe is just sitting there. She's so confused, crying. And that makes him kind of snap out of it and just walk away. So we get into uh, the next scene. And Terry, you know, Kato already know the deal because she's sleeping with B. Mickey and her when he came over there. So, you know, he gives each crew their work. Tells them to go out there and do what they do. And, you know, they kind of going over everything. But then he realizes the time he's supposed to be at the school helping set up so he can get introduced to the guy from college. So he takes off quick. And when he goes in there, Mr. Ryan is like, Terry, you were supposed to be here hours ago. Like, let me introduce you to him. So we can tell Terry's everything that's going on his mind is not in the right place and when the guy is interviewing him asking him questions and it's not an actual interview it's more like an introduction he can't even think straight he is asking him questions like you know what have you ever done to prepare for something and terry his mind is going from all the flashbacks of when they had to bury dude and when they had to um you know, the kidnapping, the, the, the his, his family, his his baby and his mother lying to her. Like everything going on, he just having mad flashbacks. And he like, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. And we see he is messing up. And his teacher is disappointed, you know. Like you got to get your head back in the game, son. So we go into the next scene. <clears throat> and this is when Meech, he meets up with Tiny. So he meet, he meets up with Tiny and he pissed. You know, he like, I guess your word ain't as bond as you said. Because you said, you know, you had you had the plug. And your cousin wasn't trying to hear that. <clears throat> and he letting them know, like, Meech, that's my cousin, but you know, he an OG. And you know, it's been a bad word put on you. You know, word is spreading and it ain't looking so good. So people ain't trying to fuck with you like that. So Meech kind of lays down the law like if you want to be in business, still be getting these bricks from me, you better get your motherfucking cousin on, on board. So <clears throat> that kind of wakes Tiny up a little bit. And we see Lucille. She uh, hear Charles playing his keyboard down there. She kind of starts smiling and go downstairs and they finally talk. And, you know, he tells her, like, I am trying to save Terry the best way I can. And she tells him, like, what about Meech? He like, Meech is, you think we can say Meech? Meech is, he, he, he in too deep. But so is Terry, actually. And he um tells him, like, look, he tells her, like, look, he still wants to go to college. We can just take that, that money from the um from the lawsuit, twenty five thousand, 
put him in school and try to get him as far as way as possible as ever. But now she's more realistic because she is like, if we do that, he going to be right back on the bus back here. So, you know, they kind of have that talk and come to reality of everything as much as they can. <clears throat> and after that, and she also tells him like when he if he, he gonna come back here because he has been he has been at his brother hip since they were babies. And you know, who don't worship or, you know, idolize a older brother or, you know, your older sister, you know. So we go into the next scene and we see <laughs> Kato and her her crew, her little crew she didn't got organized. They out there and little man come over there and he like, we hungry. So her other dude, he like, nigga, this ain't, this ain't daycare. So Kato like, look, I'm hungry too. So they take off and while they take off, little man still there hustling. Look like he about 12, 13 himself. And here come the boogeyman, Lamar, with that damn trench coat on. And he robs little man. But I'm wondering did Kato have something to do with that shit too? Because, you know, we can't put nothing past Kato. And I'm like, he knew exactly where to go. So who knows? I, I don't know. But Lamar came and robbed him. And little man got punched in the eye. And they got to go back and explain this to Terry. Terry is pissed off. He ain't trying to hear it. Uh, <laughs> He ain't trying to hear it. Kato, she kind of running her little mouth too, and she needs to stop it because she playing two sides of the fence. So she needs to shut up. And then we got another dude. I think his name was D, but I could be wrong, y'all. I don't remember what his name was. I think it was D, the one with the black and white uh little uh jumper jacket on. He um <clears throat> I mean jumpsuit on. He talking too damn much. And Terry got to him his ass up because the, the pe this the thing with they crew, his they soldiers don't know their place. And I got a feeling by next season, they're going to tame all their ass down and let them know who they're messing with. But Meech comes in and he calms Terry down. So he like, look, all this over this, you know, they they end up like finding out Lamar was the one who did this and he has to be stopped. Lamar has to be stopped. So we go back to the Flannery house and we see Pastor Swift's niece, Karen. She shows up. And she tells them, like, I told you guys three days. The deal is off the table now. It's been over three days. And Charles is pissed, which she did tell them three days. And he like, see, that's what we get for messing with Pastor Swift family members. <laughs> oh, girl, like, look, I didn't went to college. I didn't went to law school. I don't need this. I will be sending you my resign letters tomorrow through my assistant. And, you know, Mama Lucille is, is upset. She tries to talk to the lady, but Karen has had it and she storms out of there because Charles is pissed. But she did tell them three days after three days. Hey, <laughs> you know, um, we go into the next scene and we see B, Mickey, and Kato. They are growing closer and closer. And, you know, they're at his house and he's telling her the history of why he always got that damn gun in his hand. Like, his, I'm guessing his mother was in an abusive relationship. And, you know, it has gotten him out of a lot of tough situations. So he like, this is family, this pistol, this, this family, you know. So she tells him she got to go home, take a shower. And he's like, I ain't never been to your crib before. So he getting attached. 
he talking about he can't let a piece of ass go out in the street like that by herself. So they leave and <laughs> go to her house. And um, when they get to her house, it, first of all, the house is disgusting. <laughs> Clean your house up, girl. <laughs> so when they go to the, um, her house, uh, he's looking around, being nosy, and he finds a piece of paper. And we don't really know what's on that paper yet, but he kind of looks skeptical. At first, I thought it probably was something from Lamar, but I don't think they really went into that. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. And um, he finds another paper, and he like the Renaissance. And she like, yeah, that's Detroit. We should go. You know, so they start kissing. So I'm guessing they kind of like in a relationship. Um, but, ooh, wait till next week. Them scenes for next with the previews. Ooh, baby. So, um, we go into the next scene, and we see puppy love. Aw, Nicole and Darius. They go in the living room, and they kind of talking, and Darius is the nice little gentleman, and they get their little first kiss on. It's a big brother, Terry, busting that damn house. Like, what the? <laughs> Darius, take your ass off. <laughs> You know, Nicole is not happy. She like, I feel like I'm in prison. You know, she just being a kid. She being a kid, and she didn't ask to have two brothers who, you know, where she gotta have bodyguards and all of that. So she is just being a kid. You know. Um. After that, <sighs> damn slick. We go back to like above the rim when Tupac say, it's a damn shame what happened to Flip. <laughs> and then we go to BMF and we say, it's a damn shame what happened to that damn boy Slick. <laughs> so Slick, he walks in the house and he already knows he is a goner. I knew he was a goner. We got Lamar singing a lullaby. And <laughs> he like, yeah, Monique cut my water off. So <laughs> Slick already know, like, uh-uh, I got to get away from him. This nigga, I got to get away from him. So when he go into the room, he is packing a little slow for me. He already limping hell. And he grabbing clothes, which the first thing he should have grabbed should have been that pistol. Nigga, it should have been running out of that house without grabbing clothes. You can go buy some more clothes, you know. But he trying to get out of there, being loud. You know, I got to get away from this nigga. Lamar come in there singing his song. And he just, like, you know, just went slasher. Like, damn, you know, y'all did put this out on Halloween, but he strolled. He went slash, slash, you know. And I'm like, damn. So, Slick kind of crawls out of there. He's limping, crawling, bloody. He just took a bullet for you, nigga. He took a real good beat down from Terry and B. Mickey last week. He saved your daughter. You say you love so much. He been on your side. It's like your number one soldier. This just shows you this nigga do not have it all. And he, he just slices him till he bleeds out, you know. Slick, slick was cool. Slick was cool. That that was that was that was bad, Lamar. That was a bad move. Lamar was just too much this episode. So, damn, slick. We go into the next scene. 
And even when Slick was looking at him, you know, he was bleeding out, just looking at him like, dang, you know, it just, I felt bad for Slick. But we go to the next scene, and Meech goes to the spot with Tiny. And they end up, you know, talking a little smack, you know, talking about nigga, we don't gamble hundreds, we gamble thousands, and they getting the rolling that dice, you know, getting that gamble on, and Meech end up taking them all for their money. <laughs> but this actually, you know, his style, his swag, it impressed um Q. So it kind of gave him like a second impression and was like, okay, this ain't just no ordinary little young dude out here. We can do a little business, but they have to talk first. So they kind of go back and forth. Meech tells him like, you know, I know first I got to, I know you the gateway through Detroit, but I want to expand. I want to be the king of the deep, but then I want to be the king of the world. You know, I want to expand all over. So Q is liking what he is hearing and he's believing what he's hearing. So, you know, they end up talking a little bit and he like, you know what? Let's get this money. So now we got two connects. We got Big L with T and now we got Q from Northwest for Meech. So they doing a the thing. They doing a the thing. I think uh, we got two more episodes to go. It's probably going to be full of drama with everything coming out with Kato and everything. And we got to handle Lamar but after that I think it's really going to show the business side of how they moved in season two and they got to do something with B Mickey they got to get their soldiers under control these 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 little clowns think that they can do whatever the fuck they want to do they talk to Terry any kind of way they want to even though when you think about it Terry was like 16 15 at this time so that's probably why they try to do it and they have a little bit more respect for Meech. But uh, B. Mickey, <laughs> him and Kato. Mm. So when Terry gets home, he, him and Charles, they finally have that real conversation. They finally get to the bottom of stuff. And we also found, find out Charles built that house with his two hands. So that was interesting. And, you know, he's like, look. You know, we tried it your way, you know, and we we see y'all struggling, working four jobs, and we still can't even afford a, you know, afford a pair of, you know, Levi jeans. We wearing Lee Tai jeans, you know, like he's like, we had to do it your way. He's like, and now I'm making enough money at this age where I can pay for three mortgages, all these Benzes and furs and everything. And they see I mean, he is being honest with how he feels, and now they see for themselves that their son is in too deep. And when Charles walks out that room, normally how he kind of goes off, um, Lucille just tells him, like, look, at the end of the day, now we're trying to save your soul. It's your soul that's in trouble. And the path you're going down, but Charles, how he normally goes off, he kind of gives him that look. He kind of touches his face. And it's more of like a, dis a disappointment and heartbroken because they really thought more of Terry's future of where he could be. But, you know, Terry is blindsided by the money. They're getting, they're getting so much money. They're not trying to hear the working man's dream, you know. So we go into the next scene and Tiny goes back to the church because remember, he's staying at the church. That's when he paid Pastor Swift. <laughs> and he, he brings some chick in there and they is getting they freak on honey they are into it but the girl starts screaming when she um 
you know, her hand goes in some blood and he jumps up and we see Slick. Damn, Slick. Slick body there all sliced and slashered up. We go to the next scene. I'm going to wrap it up for y'all. We go to the record store because Meech just bought the record store. And, you know, they're talking. Uh, Terry is letting them know, like, you know, I flipped out, but I thought about it. We're going to start doing this. I'm going to get y'all the bird. Y'all go do with how y'all want to do with it. But make sure everything comes back on time, you know. And also, they're no longer the 50 boys. They done being the 50 boys. That's That left that ended when they left Pat. So now they're trying to come up with a different names. All of them naming up some names. And then Meech walks in and he's like, what about the family? And we know pretty soon it will be the Black Mafia family. But right now they're the family. Everybody like that. But B. Mickey walk over there and he is pissed off as usual and he tells Meech like you know I'm tired of y'all treating me like a flunky I've been on I've been in with y'all for this long I'm the same level as y'all and (laughs) no you're not (laughs) no you're not nigga you number three but you're not on the same level as the brothers you need to calm down so you know Meech handle it handles it as he should letting him know like look it's levels to this you you gonna be number three but when he walks over there to terry and he does this in private as he should he like i thought i told you to give him um a a brick and he like look if i would have did that he would have thought he was equal and he's not he needs to know his place and besides i think him and kato messing around and they look at kato which is bad for business we've seen that we see where they're going with this and um, you know, we'll see. But we see when Kato and B. Mickey is driving home, we see that they kind of arguing. And B. Mickey thinking the paper he found, she messing with some other dude. But she basically tells him, like, that was an ex. He, you know, been wanting some drugs off of me and, you know, threatening me. That's why I've been basically staying with you because I'm scared. And, you know, he being captive saving. And he's pillow talking, talking about how he tired of being a flunky for Meech and they basically say let's start their own thing we're gonna see how that go this is bad for business we're going to the final scene y'all this was heartbreaking we see Linda Cole she walking with her little church tights on so 80s <laughs> Nicole is just being a kid y'all I know some people are like oh she irritate no she's being a, a normal kid a normal kid who didn't ask to be a part of no drug business. This has nothing to do with her. And, you know, she got her first little boyfriend. They tired of being watched by the bodyguard. So they kind of take off like, I bet you he can't catch up with us. You know, they take off running being normal kids, being normal kids. And that is one thing that irritates me about our community is that sometimes we think that our children are supposed to just think like adults and they're not. They should have been trying to run away because that's what normal kids do. They don't realize the danger and they didn't ask to be in that. You know, her parents weren't living that lifestyle. This is her brother's. So she shouldn't have to pay for that. But I mean, it is what it is. But I know um, a lot a lot of people be like, well, they should have did this and it's stupid. No, you know, if it's other 
you know, communities or whatever, we don't say that. Kids will be kids, and that's all these babies was doing. So they take off running, and, then, you know, they try to get in a little second kiss because they're, you know, puppy love. And here come the fucking boogeyman, and he like, hey, your brother's in trouble. Come with me. And she's like, no, nah, you're, the, you're the dude from the mall. And little Darius, all he wants to do is protect his little girlfriend, you know, and Lamar slashes him up. She takes off running. You know, Lil Darius not dead yet. He grabbed his boot and he was like, you know what? I gotta go, little man. And he slashes him again. So Lamar, no, yeah, you you do gotta go. So, you know, a woman comes to help them. The bodyguard finally makes it there and it goes off. And that was my recap for episode six, Strictly Business. Let me read you guys the next episode title. I saved it. <clears throat> Did y'all ever watch the movie Paid in Full? Um, you see last night um, in Harlem, they're saying Alpo Martinez, the one who uh, played, uh, who camera character played as Rico. Alpo, he was murdered last night, they say, in Harlem. I don't know if it's been all the way confirmed yet, but y'all know when I'm always shouting out uh, Gully TV's book, um, some things I've been through. And I know he has a segment in a book about his... Um, interaction he had with Alpo. He broke the story this morning. So if you guys want to check that out, um, it's on YouTube under Gully TV and the guy Alpo Martinez, who's Rico Cameron's character was based off and paid a full. He um, passed away last night. He was gunned down in Harlem. They say, I don't know if it's been exactly confirmed yet, but that's what they're saying. Um, next week's episode will be, uh, it's titled All in the Family. That's episode seven. The uh, preview showed uh, B. Mickey pulling a gun out on Kato, and it showed um, Detective Lopez. He actually did go ahead and tell the, that boss that um, Detective Bryant was working with Meech. So it shows him being interrogated, and then him and Meech kind of having another argument, Detective Bryant having another argument. And then it also showed um, Nicole being interrogated by the police and them rushing into the hospital. So... It looks like episode seven is going to be straight fire. So, you know, how we do over here, same time next week. I will be back on with BMF. Episode seven recap. I'm going to try to drop. Oh, I really want to do the last four episodes today of Snowfall. But I got a couple things to do. I know I'm going to get seven and eight out. If I don't get nine and ten out, I will be back on uh Tuesday. I can't come on tomorrow, but definitely Tuesday. I want to go ahead and wrap up season three. We'll take our break. You know how we do when we finish a season, we take about a week off and then we'll go to season four. Soon as we're done with season four, we gotta wait for season five. <laughs> so we're gonna take our time with season four and dissect that down like we do on this platform. So on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.